This is episode 54 of Re-Educating Dad, the cross-generational talk podcast, which means a talk show where an old wrinkly guy gets to discuss important subjects with some smoothie young people whose goal it is to change the thinking of the old wrinkly guy. That is to say, to re-educate him. Welcome, dear listener. I am Big Tone, that old wrinkly guy. And I'm joined today, as ever, by my co-host and co-founder of this podcast, my daughter, Little Tone. How are you, Little Tone? I'm good, thank you. How are you, old wrinkly man? (laughs) I I don't don't think that will catch on as a nickname. (laughs) Yeah, let's ditch that right away. (laughs) I'm great, thank you. And Good. we have Ben. Ben's back. Yeah, I sort of spoiled the surprise, didn't I, <laughs> with my joke. <laughs> ben is back. We've missed you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I miss being on. It's, I, I'd, I'd much, rather, much rather be on here than revising for my A-levels. So um, it's good to be back. Yes, so Ben is my grandson, and uh, you've been away doing your studying for your A-levels. So yeah, you've, got some news, you've got some news about how you're getting on so far, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I got uh, an A in my history and a B in my biology, which is perfectly fine for for my um, requirements for uni. So all going well so far. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. That's good. Well, we had some, I don't know if you managed to catch any of the podcasts that we did while you were away, Uh, Ben, but last last, uh, week we... uh, had a fascinating discussion about the acquittal of the uh, Extinction Rebellion protesters who smashed the windows in uh, the Shell building uh, to draw attention to their campaign. And uh, we were joined by Little Tone's big sister. Much much well-reviewed, I heard. um, Yes. um, Yeah, we had some some great feedback Mm. and... um, yeah, it was really, really good. She she helped one of the protesters with uh, his trial presentation, and uh, all. And in fact, in the end, all all the protesters were acquitted by the jury uh, using a concept which the Americans call jury nullification. Have you heard of that, Ben? No. So when uh, so it's when the the jury basically says we don't really care what the law says we're going to find them not guilty <laughs> <laughs> because Good. they really did, all but one of them really didn't even have an arguable legal defence so it was quite yeah. um, it was quite a momentous outcome and uh, we we were able to hear all about it uh, from from an insider as it were so that was uh, that was really fascinating mm. so uh, one of our um, listeners has suggested uh, that we talk about the so-called cancellation of Noel Clark. So Noel Clark, I don't, I had never actually, I had never really heard about him, I'm afraid, heard of him. Um, but essentially he has been, the, of 20, uh, 20 women have come forward 20. Um, yeah. 20 women have wow. come forward with allegations of sexual harassment 
against him. Um, so it's you say, do you, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you say harassment instead of harassment? Yeah, I say harassment. Yeah, yeah, because that's wow. Because that's the proper way of pronouncing it. But whatever you like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of similar to other cases that we've seen, um, you know, where, um, you know, actors or famous people have been uh, accused of uh, using their position of influence and power to essentially, uh, um, well, how would you use it? How, what would you say? Um, use manipulate. In, in, inappropriate behavior. Mm. Manipulate is a good one. Yeah. Um, people that they're more powerful in a more powerful position than and uh it now with the sort of so so-called me too movement that uh that has led to uh, perhaps given courage to people who can come out with their allegations um very often they're historic quite historic um allegations uh, in the sense that at the time, the people that uh, had the complaints didn't feel able to put them forward because it might, I don't know, adversely affect their careers, whatever. Um, so uh, my friend, uh, who's a lawyer, his name is Nigel, and also a listener uh, to this podcast, uh, I think is very put out by this. Uh, and he says, look, you know, the thing is that, well, because let's just say BAFTA actually, this guy had won, a, a, this guy had, um, this guy had uh, won a prestigious BAFTA award. Um, and that's been taken away from him. And I think he's been ev evicted from, uh, from the, uh, not evicted, that's the wrong word. What's the word? <laughs> Well, it, said award, it said his award was suspended, which I wasn't entirely sure what that means. I don't know how you can suspend an award that you've already given away. I was a bit confused with that, but um. yeah, I mean, I suppose they they keep they keep two hands on it when they give you the award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it just doesn't in a sense two metaphorical hands. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he's had that taken away immediately. ITV cancelled his uh, some show that they had going with him. Sky did likewise. And his career is essentially over by all appearances. And my friend says, look, you know, what happened to the presumption of innocence? And so um, why don't you start us off, Ben? What, what are your thoughts about this? Um, well, I think, first of all, with regards to, um, with regards to innocence, he's not been... Um, tr not been tried or anything, and and um, workplaces are well in, well within their rights to cancel um, shows and, and productions that they they aren't comfortable with having a person in. So, in terms of legally, they're well within their rights to do that. So, I don't think whether whether he is then um, found guilty of something that, that needs to be seen later on. But um, I just think I think it was very concerning. The amount of people that went for that came forward and the consistency in what they said um, from one another um, was the more the more and more I read, the more and more believable it became. Um, and I just I feel for those uh, those affected and also the people who's um, lost who have lost their jobs because of this this one person. 
So um, I, that's a really great point that you've you, you've you've um, brought up that uh, the standard of proof is a bit of a blunt argument, really. I think because it's only criminal trials that 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 require mm. the standard of proof. Employers can get rid of employees without having to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's essentially what's happening here, uh, as far as I can see it. Um, but on the other hand, I do see Nigel's point that for some, because it's it goes further than the it goes further than him being his shows being cancelled. It's unlikely that he's going to get more work. You know, I mean, it's and he's been pilloried. Um, you know, his reputation is in tatters. Um, and that has largely been done through the media because this this came about because the allegations were published in the Guardian newspaper. Yeah, I read that um, article. So I think Nigel's concern is that, you know, and this is happening more and more, that people can just, you know, they can lose their livelihoods and their reputations without you know, there being a proper evaluation of the complaints. Well, how are you supposed to evaluate a situation like that? I mean, people don't walk around with their cameras out expecting to get raped or to get sexually coerced. You know, it's not a situation in which there can be a lot of evidence. You know, it's one person's word against another. And, and the strength in this case is the fact that there are so many people that have come forward with a consistent story or, or continuity in their stories. Yes. So I think when it comes to a case um, regarding rape, I, I, I don't think that evidence is really um, that easy to, to come by. And, I, and actually, if you look at the statistics in the UK, only something like 1.7% of rapists actually end up at, um, being convicted. And that's to do with the stigma around the subject uh, and uh, the the fact that people that have been raped um, don't feel confident in the system or brave enough to speak, but also confident that the system will convict their rapist, you know? So I, I this is similar to the situation in which we were talking about um, freedom of speech. Um, you can't, Okay, let me try coming from a different point of view. Why is it that the male ego is so fragile <laughs> that you can't be a successful man without using your position to sexually coerce someone? Why is it that this thing keeps happening again and again and again with men that are successful? Why are they all sexually abusing people? I wasn't really quite sure. I mean, you you were doing great up until the point that you suddenly said made it sound as though it was all men that have fragile it is, egos. It is all men. It is all men. That's the problem with this this problem. That's the problem with this problem. That is the issue here. I heard someone uh, say very eloquently that white straight men don't realise the power that they have within their own company to tell one of their friends hey man that's really messed up that you're speaking that way about another woman or that you've done that to another woman 
That is, there's huge power in changing the conversation just through men calling their own friends out. For instance, you know, obviously you're, you're can you, sorry if you can hear Mishka, she's whining to come in. Um, we love having our, your dog on the show. Even, yeah, even your friend, <laughs> even your friend who is, um, who, who has said, you know, there shouldn't be pitchfork mentality. Essentially we should wait for a conviction why is it not an obvious response for you as a man to say to him, how can someone prove that they've been raped? How do you know I didn't say that? Well, I'm asking you. Well, you didn't, you didn't actually ask No. Me. Okay. Well, okay. So, it's, so I guess it's a um, rhetorical question. Is that no, right? I'm, no, I'm, I'm very much on, I'm very much, my, my thinking on this is very much in line with yours and Ben's. Very much. Um, and, but when you when you go as far as to say that all you know this this applies there is you know there's it's almost like the original sin here all men have are born with this defect i think but you, you are you no, are born I, with a defect I, I because it's a spoil, it's a primal you, instinct instinct you, you spoil an otherwise very um well articulated case i i, I just don't well, look at the look at that. the statistics, Dad. Look at the statistics. They came out only only a couple of months ago. You and you and Ben and I have already talked about them. It was something like eighty-seven, maybe ninety-something percent of women, all women, can say that they have been sexually harassed in their lifetime. Now that is way more men than a few bad eggs, isn't it? Well, yes, but it's not all men. Even if it, you know, even if there's force in that. But, so when you're talking about statistics, when you're talking about statistics, when something is over fifty percent, that's nearly nearly considered all men. Ninety percent. That wasn't your statistic. That wasn't your statistic. You you was no. You were the statistic saying. is way higher than fifty percent. That's my point. Well, what's the statistic again? If you can restate it. The statistic is that 90% of women over a certain age, I want to say something like 16, I'll have to check, I'll have to check, but it's something like 90% of women over a certain age have been sexually harassed or sexually abused in their lifetime. Well, I suppose it would depend on what the definition of that was, um, but I would like to see that statistic and, and the means by which it was arrived at. But anyway, let's not get bogged down in the weeds here. We, we essentially agree with agree that position. Now, what do you do? I mean, the, the, the problem with a case like this, um, the problem for the accused, as Ben rightly points out, is the number of women and, and them each having similar stories. Uh, it's very difficult, I think, for him to argue that there isn't a lot of fire fire along with the smoke really the response of the lawyers was extremely weak as well it was it, yeah. there, there was no evidence to the contrary of any of the accusations it was all just what he says that this is untrue so no... what do you do yeah absolutely ben but so what do you do when it's one accuser like, so, for instance, to use um, Tony's example of a rape situation, I mean, usually in the case of a rape, there aren't witnesses. 
um, there, there's usually just the two people. Or there's one person accusing, and then there is another person who is defending. Mm. What, what do you do in that case if the with with the mere stating of an allegation that is denied? I think you you still you still consider it in the same in the same way that you would twenty women. You still take it with the same res- respect and and and. Uh, credit um so would you would you say then that this guy should uh if it was one woman's allegation yeah that this guy should still have had his gong taken away from by bafta that he should have had his membership suspended that he should have had his shows cancelled it's it's really difficult um well, uh, little because... tone seems to be nodding yes Absolutely. Why is one woman any different from 20 women? Because there have been many, many cases of, of allegations being made that were found to be malicious. I'm sure that the amount of cases that were found to be malicious is far less than the, the amount that has actually been true. And those people have been convicted. What you're talking about is a business and their reputation and their right to choose to not be associated with someone that has some bad uh, connotations attached to them connotations is no, not but the right I, th- word. I think you it's know what i'm trying to say dangerous isn't it if you if you're if you're going to rely on one allegation that is unsupported by any independent evidence i mean if we i don't think that we're, we're, that i don't think that this um sorry i'm just going to check what was it a bafta mm-hmm. i don't think that the baftas would have suspended the award unless they had a really really good feeling about well, they did. They yeah. had twenty women, all saying no, but, similar but, but, things. It, but it won't just be it won't just be the women. I'm sure that they've seen more information than the public has, because that's what happens in these industries. Is that you know I've said it, ha- it happens in music all the time. Loads of people have been outed for being sexual predators and have been abusing their platform. And what happens is that the record label will be sent the allegation, the actual written allegation by someone. And they'll have to make a call on whether they feel it to be legitimate or not. Okay. And I would the imagine Baft- that the BAFTAs ha- will have more information than the public does about okay. the situation. The, the BAFTAs were actually aware of the allegation. They were aware of five of the allegations before giving the award to... Um, I mean, that's Noel terrible, Park, isn't and it? Then, and then re- redacted it after additional people came forwards. Okay. I mean, it's terrible that they had to have, they knew about the five and they continued to go forward with the award as it is because they should have they should have taken some um, responsibility for being cultural platformers. I don't know if this, I'm saying this in the right way, by doing some investigation themselves. Well, it's not their function, really, I don't think. But anyway... It's my my function to make sure that I don't platform people that are sexual predators and make the venue unsafe. If you're in a position of privilege, like I am... Sorry, I know that I always say position of privilege all the time, but if, if I'm in a position that affects the safety of the public, it is my duty to do that, to take that due diligence. Okay. Well, we've got um, other topics to talk about, but we'd like to hear from our listeners um so please do contact us in the usual ways to give us your opinion on this um 
So we'll move on to the next thing that we were going that it was suggested that we discuss, and that is um, that President Biden recently made an announcement saying that trickle down economics doesn't work, um, and it was suge- it was suggested to me that uh, uh, that that was not the right position. What do you think on this one, Ben? Um, listen, I'm no um economist um but i I, i'm sure that makes three of us (laughs) (laughs) um but i think it's obvious that trickle-down economics hasn't hasn't worked okay um discuss i mean it's it it's been tried it's been tried so many times by regan um thatcher and the the wealth divide has only like largened over time Mm. um and i think that's evidence in itself, that it doesn't work. Um, um, I think I, I just I think it's just used as an excuse f- to not raise taxes on on the wealthy. To be honest, and it has no uh, credit. I, I think there have been plenty of um, ec- economic theorists that have disproved it time and time again just i'm not sure how you could disprove it because it it has to be the case doesn't it that um that wealth is only created um by an on you know an entrepreneur starting a business taking risk um and creating wealth through creating profits i mean the only way that anything is paid for is through profit uh, through wealth creation, isn't it? So yeah. if you if you d- j- just uh, let let me just finish this. Yeah, no so so if you, it must be the case that if a wealth creator creates wealth and therefore employs people, um, you who haven't started businesses, but people who want to be paid guaranteed salaries, um, that that has had a trickle down effect and so go on now you get now you go okay it's interesting you say that because of for doing research for this uh, podcast i um read um the um london university of uh, economics or something something along those lines i've done a 50-year study that um proves that the trickle down economics is actually does not um increase in um unemployment levels um at all and in fact hasn't has um the opposite Sorry, tr- trickle down it proves that trickle down economics it, it proves that the concept that you just said that the it doesn't um lead to higher employment levels um well so so therefore if google starts google starts off by two people working from a garage in california and is now one of the most wealthy um organizations in the world employing many many thousands of people that you you, you're not telling me you're not arguing that that seriously didn't uh, have a trickle-down effect in the sense that people who were not otherwise employed who wouldn't have those positions now have positions and in fact many google people have been made millionaires through the organization if not multi-millionaires if not billionaires i mean i mean maybe but there's it's also a fact that the, uh, the the wealth divide is greatened in America. Oh no no I'm not, and, no no and, I'm not I, and I will make another point. But I think to say it, I think simply to make the bold statement, it's never it doesn't create jobs, which is effectively what you're, well, you're saying that the LSE's uh, 
um, re research proves. Um, I mean, that self-evidently that can't be correct, can it? Uh, well, I can only tell you what I what I read in 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 the, in the study. I, I, I again, I, I have not studied economics, um, so I cannot go into the details of it. But um, but you are aware that universities are largely have left wing views. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're going to have to peep that out now. <laughs> Because this is this is this is, slated as, this is slated as a clean show, um, so uh, note to Guillaume, <laughs> please bleep Tony out of that point. Um, yeah, go ahead. Now I've lost my thread, Fred. So go ahead. What me? Yeah, why not? Weigh in, Tri weigh in without Trickle. the foul language. <laughs> Fine, I'm not an economist. I can't even say it in econ economic i don't know what i am i'm none of those things <laughs> trickle down economics generally doesn't work because cutting taxes for the wealthy doesn't mean that they will increase rates of employment uh, consumer spending or government revenues in the long run because there's no what's the word there's no um there's no one checking in on these companies to make sure that the, that 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 regulation. portion of money thank you regulation there's no regulation thank well, you for being my that's a, that's no, a different is. that's a different point though isn't it i mean no your point you you asked whether trickle down economics works and i'm saying it generally doesn't work because there's no regulation to make sure that companies like amazon are actually paying their employees fairly that's where the disparity comes from yes they provide jobs but they provide them at below minimum wage a lot of the times and because they're not regulated and because I still think that's a different point employment are changing I still think that's you, a different, a different well, you said does it work or does it not work no well I mean it it sometimes work what I would say is it it generally works as a principle for the reasons I've already expounded but there are serious problems with it and one of them is the uh, the, the uh, divide the rich poor divide being so vast, um, as Ben has already highlighted. But, um, uh, you know, I, so it works, but, it, but you need to have regulation, definitely. And the, po the point that you've mentioned is definitely correct. I mean, I, I think of the Walton family, who are the, a very, very um, wealthy family in America who own Walmarts, Walmart. All the yeah, the Walmart organization, um, you know, and yet Walmart, in in many cases, as I understand it, um, and I, there's been a sort of documentary expose on this, at least one, um, that the Walmart employees very often get paid so little that they require government handouts, which means that the taxpayer is effectively subsidizing the Walmart organization, which can't be right. Yeah, and the products are made out of tap, and they're made by children over in India, and they're shipped <laughs> over, and they're destroying the oceans. It's an ecosystem of disaster. Yes. Well, there's that, nothing. There's, there's, so the trickle-down trickle <laughs> economics doesn't work at all because everyone is being exploited apart from the billionaire at the top. 
Oh, yeah. ho, ho, look at us with our lovely airplane, blah, 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 blah. Oh, don't worry. Everyone else is dying on the sides and the fish are dying in the water and the poor children in India are melting their fingers off. It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, but you do need, you, you do need people to, uh, you do need people to employ other people. You need to incentivize them to do so and not disincentivize them by having but why do we need to why do we need to incentivize people to be good people no. why can't people want to provide jobs that pay well that create this beautiful you know like i said ecosystem that feeds back into it's it probably, so why do we have to incentivize people to do the probably, right thing it's probably because they're all men probably probably <laughs> because they're all rapists as well <laughs> yeah. sorry bleep <laughs> but apart from that <laughs> okay um, I'm on my period today. I'm really sorry. So finally, <laughs> so that was our our second subject for today. Um, and our final subject for today is what do you think about Curtain Gate, Ben? What the, what the bloody hell is Curtain Gate? Okay, so, uh, um, well, you explain, Ben, why not? Yeah, uh, so essentially um, it's been uh, recently exposed that um, Boris Johnson has um, paid, uh, well, he hasn't paid, but it's been paid, Two hundred thousand pounds to redecorate his uh, flat in number eleven, essentially. And um, while he uh, insists that it was um, he, it was his money because essentially you're only allowed thirty grand to in renovation costs for a prime minister. Um, there's been some um, spe- like speculation as to whether it was donations from um, other Tory members, which is very illegal because if, if if there are donations made to a party, you have to um, publicize them because otherwise they could be like bribes and stuff like that. Yes. That's in the U S obviously. I think that, uh, (laughs) I think that fairly some uh, fairly sums it up. Of course he, he says that everything was done properly um, and that he paid for it with out of his own pocket. So the um, Keir Starmer, Sir Keir Starmer, has been saying, yes, maybe you did, but who paid for it initially? That's the question that he keeps. He's such a boring man, that man. Um, he keeps uh, banging on about. Um, Is it because you're a Boris lover, Dad? You're still loving that Boris, are you? I do like Boris, yes. I am a Boris supporter. I am a Boris fan. Even, but even though isn't... you can't survive without a £300,000 salary. But it is, uh, actually, his salary is only £150,000, which is considerably less than the President of the United States and is considerably less even than Ursula von, whatever her silly name is, uh, of the EU. Um, so um, it's well, not. They're both big... bigger than the. They're it's both not... bigger than our country. It's and he not has, a big. And he has sorry. like twenty children. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but my love of Boris is not unconditional. Okay, so um, what I would say about Curtain Gate uh, is that let's let the inquiries that are going on, one of which is being carried out by the Electoral Commission very independent organization, let them come to their conclusions and let the chips fall where they may. That's what I, that's, that would be my position on that. Have you got but how, how embarrassing is it that we have to put in, you have to spend all this money and do an inquiry on him refurbishing a flat? 
Like, for God's right. sake. The, the public clearly don't care because he's doing really well in the polls. Uh, Sir Keir Starmer is going down the tubes faster than, you know, uh, I don't know, faster than something that goes down a tube very fast. <laughs> um, I can't think of any, any simile. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, the public are very much behind uh, the government and behind Boris, I think. So, But we'll find out in the elections that are coming up this week, right? Yeah, well, he's not getting my vote. <laughs> really? I didn't think so. <laughs> he spent more money on wallpaper than I get paid in a year. <laughs> no. Okay. The guy doesn't know how to represent the working class. Okay. So on that, <laughs> on that anti-Tory note, um, we'll wrap up. So uh, thanks, everybody. That was uh, uh, thanks, uh, Ben. Thank you, Little Tone. Thank you, dear listeners. We love your feedback. We love your suggestions. So every um, topic this week was suggested by a listener. And uh, so we want to hear more suggestions coming in. And uh, we will uh, be very pleased to consider them for um, an upcoming discussion at this extremely high intellectual level uh, that we managed to achieve here <laughs> <laughs> so do uh, do contact us uh, uh, do uh, get in touch with us via our facebook page send us a message there um and uh if you can watch us recording these uh, uh recording these on zoom uh these podcast episodes on zoom uh on because we release them shortly after the audio uh, they can be found in our brand new YouTube channel, which needs a lot of support from you guys. So if you could kindly subscribe there, um, we would greatly appreciate it. So it's uh, for, that's all for this week. Uh, so it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye from me. Great. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>